This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 164 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Green Kids, please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. We have a number of sponsors. We'd love you to stop by and visit them at equestriancollections.com, uncle-jimmies.com, and kppusa.com. Welcome to the Stable School, where weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. We'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you are listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. Hi, Glenn. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It seems like forever since I just don't get to talk to you enough. Well, we used to talk to each other twice a week, and now it's just once a week. I know. I know. It's I think a little you did sad. That intentionally because you hate me. I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could never hate you. <laughs> I know. You just wanted to talk to me less. I know the way it is. No, no, no. I want to talk to you more. I, I, I just, I want to talk to you more. But, you know, hey, we got to mm. just cram as much as we can into Stable Scoop as possible because our listeners really don't have the time to go spreading out. That's know. true. That's we try to put everything possible under the sun into Stable Scoop. Well, we're jam- we always jam pack it full of good stuff. Yeah, we've got some good stuff today, actually. Yeah, we're talking about kids today. We are ta- well, we're talking about people who help kids today. We're, yes. we're going to talk to Jill Montgomery of the American Youth Horse Council and their efforts to help kids connect through horses. It's really um, it's a nice organization. They, they offer a lot of good programs. And uh, according to Jill, they are one of the horse industry's best-kept secrets. So uh, keep listening in, and you'll find out exactly why. And, uh, of course, you know, Glenn and I have our fair share of jibber-jabber. That's right. And, and also, um, I have my tech pick, which is kind of cool this week, that if you own a farm yourself, you're going to want to do. And then you also have, speaking of owning farms, uh, you have the Tack and Habit pick this week, too. I do. I do. It's a book this week. Ta-da! Cool. All right. Well, um, everything good on your end? You're still recuperating and just walking and rolling? Rocking and rolling, yes. In fact, I just came back from physical therapy. I flew in from physical therapy and sat down to record. And uh, we're doing a series of exercises that simulate riding. They get my riding muscles going. Oh, really? Yeah, is I have your, to stand is on. Is your uh, physical therapist a rider or familiar? No, no, she's not. But I threatened to hang her up by her toes <laughs> if we didn't start doing something that was related to riding. <laughs> so you, you, you had them call... Uh, Frankie Lovato and have an equisizer shipped to... Uh... Oh, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. No, what we did... You, know um, you know the big ball that you sit on? Yes. Okay. So imagine if you take that ball and you cut it in half. For the clarification and... of people who don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I sit on an exercise ball when I record the shows, one of those big exercise balls. Just clarifying. It's like a big yoga ball or whatever. I'm sure there's an official name for it. Well, if you take one of those and you cut it in half and you put a hard plastic 
uh, cover on it, like a like a lid. If you, know? you cut mine in half, it'll go. Pssh. Right. Well, I'm saying just imagine that it doesn't do that, but you okay. you cut it in half and then you seal the top with a yes. plastic lid. Okay. So I have to stand on one of those and rock like like balance. I don't and balance, and I have to do squats on it. Oh. So you you stand I can't up. Do you know, squats and, on the ground. Uh, tell me about I can't do squats on the ground. Can you just please? I'm a great big mess when I'm on this thing, but it's really good because, you know, as soon as I get into like a two point position, I totally get my balance. And she's like, you're weird because everybody else starts out balanced, standing upright, and then they lose their balance as they <laughs> squat down. She's like, you get your balance when you squat down. <laughs> I said, see, I need to ride. So that we're doing lots of rider. <laughs> kind of fun exercises like that. And slowly the leg is getting stronger, but I'm still not cleared. I'm not even cleared to do yoga yet, let alone ride. So it'll be a while. Well, um, we're doing something fun this weekend. Tomorrow, Jennifer and I are heading over to a CDE. That's a combined driving event at the Kentucky Horse Park. We're volunteering, mainly because Wendy, my co-host on the driving radio show, was the volunteer coordinator. And she said, you're helping. That's so, fun. It's fun to volunteer well, at events. And, you know, I am actually, and I can't believe she gave me re- a job with responsibility. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> She'll learn. Yeah. Next year I'll What's be the job? cleaning the toilets. Um, th- I actually have to do the timing for the cones competition. Oh. The timed event. I said, she said, all you have to do is press two buttons. I said, you don't understand. I have ADD. But t- <laughs> I'll be good at pressing the button when they go in. By the time they leave, I'm going to be on to three other things, and I won't even see them leave. But you're the buttons and dials guy, so that is a good job for you. I'm going to focus. You know what your best job was? And this you were one of the best in-gate guys ever. Oh, I love that. That love you are in-gate. so good at the in-gate. Well, Jennifer gets cones. She has to run out when they knock the little balls off and replace the cones, which basically means she sits on the side and jibber-jabbers with people because that hardly ever happens. That's perfect. That's yeah. a perfect job for Jennifer. That's, that's, we like to do those easy, no-thinking jobs. I know. I, wanted, I told her, I said, can I just do that job? That sounds like fun. No. <laughs> so, no. Yours will be fun. Press the button. Press the button. You love buttons and dials. You're geek. You know I'm going to screw this up. I said, is there a backup? You know, (laughs) (laughs) you will be cleaning the toilets next year. So that's good. So what day is that? That's Saturday. We're going to be out there doing that. And and, uh, Jennifer wants to go riding on Sunday. She's going to try and take her horse someplace. So so we have a horse filled weekend this weekend. And and, um, we're actually going. There's another thing going on at the horse park right now. We talked about in the driving radio show this week. And that's the National Drive which is a, a for-pleasure national horse drive that is represented by people from 26 states this year, all come into the Kentucky Horse Park. Three or 250 carriages and horses are now at the Kentucky Horse Park all week, and they come in all week to just do pleasure driving and go to classes, and, and they can take lessons and things like that. They have parties every night, and uh, we're going over to the party to meet everybody on Saturday night. So... Uh, we're looking forward to that, too, to meet everybody from the National Drive that's there. Uh, some that's beautiful cool. carriages and horses. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, I bet. Yeah, just some beautiful stuff over at the horse park right now. It's one of those weeks when you're very glad when you live near the Kentucky Horse Park. Mm, and it's a good time of year, too. It's beautiful. With here. the weather it's and everything. Is it cool? What's the sunny. Yeah, yeah. And sunny I, every day. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's we we have pretty pretty nice weather here. We've had some we had some wicked rain yesterday, and um, now it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's 
Well, and really? I have a message for you, too, from someone, Anna Twiney, who you remember is... Uh, I love Anna. What does she have to say? Well, she was on our morning show yesterday, and she has a message for you that in November, she is coming to Rhode Island. <gasps> and she has formally invited you to come over, and she, I think she's going to be doing the foals. Um, so she works with the Primer and Foals. Yeah, and yeah. She's going to be working with some of the Primer and Falls, and it can't be that far from you. And she wanted to make sure you knew about that and cordially invited you to come watch. Oh, great. Where Do we know where? Is well, she going to get in touch with me? I have to check me? her website under the event calendar, but she said just okay. uh, get a hold of her and let her know, and, and you can go over there and uh, hang out with her. Oh, my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hug her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some people that you just want to hug when you meet them. Yep. So that's, uh, oh, okay. that's Anna Twiney who wants to see you. So you'll have oh. to make some time out to do that. You can do that with your knee. Yeah. And besides, how yeah. cool is it to go look at cute little babies? Oh, my God. That's what I was saying. I'm going to hug her. <laughs> oh, fabulous. So that's coming up. And then uh, that's about it, I guess, for, for, uh, for news and notes. One other thing is, and I, we talked about it on the morning show uh, extensively here, is the girl, the grizzly wrangler. Um, is going to be, you want to tune in to David Letterman on the 11th, which is Tuesday night. You'll want to tune in to David Letterman, and she's going to be on with her horse, and they are paying to have her horse shipped in for five days from out west uh, to New York, and she's going to have quite a segment. Apparently, she's going to be on twice during that show. Uh, That's awesome. So she's very excited about uh, about getting to go do that and to be able to bring Tonk, her great big white Percheron, along. I love that name, Tonk. Yes, Tonk. So Tonk. she's going to be there. So I wanted to let everybody know about that to go ahead and record that. I can't stay up that late. So we're, we'll be <laughs> You it. can't. Yeah. You can't. It's way too late. Um, well, did you tell her to give us a plug on the Letterman I... <laughs> show? Like she should say, my first interview was with the Horse Radio I Network. <laughs> She's been all she over totally the world She totally would, now. too. She's been all over the world. She's, she's getting interview requests from everybody. Our hero. Oh, bless. All right, let's start with our uh, parts of the show, and we're going to get to my tech pick of the week right after we talk about... Who do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about Uncle Jimmy's first. You know... Well, you know... You just don't know what to say about Uncle Jimmy's. Well, Uncle Jimmy sort of ties into my tech pick of the week because we're talking about stables and what happens at your barn and things like that. Well, Uncle Jimmy's is something that happens at your barn because you're going to buy his great big hanging balls and you're going to hang them up in your stalls and your horses are going to love having treats in their stalls and it's going to help them while away the hours. If your horse has severe ADD like me, your horse will love Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls because it's a great big horse, horse treat that hangs in your horse's stall, and it, it makes them play with it a little bit to get their, their uh, treat. It's yummy. Horses love this. I've had a couple of horses that we've heard from from listeners that say, well, they wouldn't even look at it the first day, but by the second day, half, you know, half of it was gone. You know, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when they weren't looking, they were eating it. Um, so, <laughs> you know, these things are, are kind of addictive to the horses because they're so good. But they do, they're great for horses to occupy time. Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls. You really have to take a look at it. And they now have a Uncle Jimmy's, is Uncle Jimmy's big balls out yet? Do you know? What? That's a new one I hadn't heard of. Yeah, they're a bigger ball. They're, yeah, but Uncle Jimmy's big balls. Uncle Jimmy's and they also have a, not, a sugar-free version of this, too. So if your horse has a little bit of issue with weight or you're worried about his sugar intake, then or diabetes even, then you can uh, get the Uncle Jimmy's sugar-free balls, which is hard to do. 
It's hard to make a compact ball like that that hangs, that isn't loose, because it's the molasses that usually holds it all together. That's right. That's right. But Uncle Tommy knows how to do it because he's the brains behind that operation. And he knows how to get something yummy, long-lasting, and good for your horse without jacking them all up. (laughs) Well, that's Uncle. Because I know I'm not the only one in the world that has a horse who doesn't need to get more jacked up than he already is. That's right. That's true. Well, poor old Pug. <laughs> That's for all you, you out there in thoroughbred nation. Your horse needs Uncle Jimmy's made out of ace. Um, I just got ace paste. Did you? My, for my first aid kit. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably I good could idea. make my own little, uh, I could just, I could take like, um, what do you call it? Yeah, like a squeezy bun and shove a little <laughs> ace paste in there. <laughs> yeah, martini. <laughs> a horse martini. All right, that's uncle-jimmies.com. You can buy right, right off his website, or you can find it at most uh, tax shops and feed stores around the country and around the world now, too. Well, my tech pick of the week is something serious this week. I normally don't do the real serious stuff, but uh, Jennifer actually found this, my lovely wife. And it is at a website called Equine. What Gelf? do you think there, Helena? Gelf? Oh, I, this one's even hard for me. I'm going to say Gelf. Equine, G U E L P H dot C A out of Canada, equinegelf dot C A. Uh, Jennifer found that one for us. And what it is is a biosecurity risk calculator. And what you do is you basically put in information about your barn and, you know, all the the fundamentals about your barn and how you care for your horses. And it prints out a a report on how you're doing for biosecurity for your farm. And I know you were running through it earlier, weren't you? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And, um, it's, it's a lot of questions, though. I'm only about halfway through it. But they're, they're really good questions about, um, you know, your, it, it's a bunch of categories. So they'll ask you questions about your, the facility, the housing materials, um, whether or not the horses who live there move on and off the property, what's your vaccination regimen, what do you do for pest control. Um, one, one question that I know is pretty important is what do you do when you get a new horse on the property, like a new resident horse? And you know, obviously, the, the, some of the answers are, you know, I isolate them for less than two weeks. I isolate them for two weeks. I don't isolate them at all. Blah, 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 blah. That's probably the answer for most people. Oh, my gosh. I, when I was boarding up in um, Massachusetts, let's say I was at one, two, three different barns, and um, they, nobody isolated horses. Right. None. I was just appalled. And in two of the barns, the, nobody knew the history of where the horses came from. At all, it was well, like, oh, I Hoggins test. The horse isn't going to have anything else. I, I'm, I'm like, well, just what state did it come from? You know, <laughs> just a general. So anyway, so the, those are the types of questions. You know, like, um, you know, where do you get your information from? Vaccines? What do you typically vaccinate for? And so you answer these series of questions, and I guess they give you a rating, right? That's correct. Yep, and it's pretty neat. It's free. It's easy to do. It's put together by the University of Guelph. And also in partnership with the Colorado State University, and it was sponsored by the American Association of Equine Professionals or Practitioners. That's the AAEP. Uh, so, that, and uh, Vetraquinol Canada, which I have no idea what that is, but um, t- check it out. It might be worth doing. If nothing else, it'll be a fun little exercise for you to do for your barn to make sure that you know. Just check out and see if there's areas that you're missing. And I'd be interested to know when you get yours done. Maybe next week you can give us a report on how you made out for your little farm. 
coming up. Let's get to that. Her name is Jill Montgomery. She is uh, with the American Youth Horse Council, and she's going to tell us what they do and what their organization stands for and what it represents uh, to help the youth, uh, the equestrian youth of America. And we're going to get to that right after we talk to you about equestrian collections. And that's a perfect opportunity to talk to you about all the kids' stuff they have there. Equestrian Collections has one of the largest, uh, largest online stores for kids' stuff. And when I talk about kids' stuff, I'm talking about breeches and shirts and boots and shoes and, and uh, just anything you're going to want for your little kids that ride or for your teenagers that ride, for that matter. You can find that all at equestriancollections.com. With their thousands of products and hundreds of different brands and manufacturers, you're going to find products for every price point. Whether you're just getting started and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, helmets. They have a huge selection of helmets, too. And you, you just don't know, you know, you don't know whether your kid's going to stick with it. Then you want EquestrianCollections.com because you're going to find the price points that you want. Or your kid's really serious into showing and you need to go with a little bit uh, better, a little bit, uh, uh, you know, higher price things. You're going to find that at Equestrian Collections as well. But the cool thing is it's all at, at, it's all at uh, very competitive prices with the industry and it's easy to find. And they have great shipping, so check it out at EquestrianCollections.com today for all of your kiddos' needs. Now it's time to talk to Jill Montgomery. Well, hi, Jill, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. We appreciate you being on with us today. It's great to be here. Thank you. Now, neither Helena nor I, and I have more of a reason than Helena. She should know because she has kids, but I don't have any kids, so I have an excuse for not knowing what the American Youth Horse Council is or what it does. Uh, so could you tell us, you know, how did it start, what it is, and, and what you guys do? I would love to, and um, I, I wouldn't blame you for not hearing of us because even after 40 years of uh, working with youth and horses, we're still one of the better-kept secrets in the <laughs> industry. All right. Interview's over. We can't tell anybody then. <laughs> We'd have to kill um, them if we did. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, no, we were uh, started in the early 70s by uh, breed organizations and uh, extension specialists coming together to try and have a common area of um, uh common ground for some of the basics in running their horse shows and safety aspects particularly. Um, we uh, serve our mission in, in a variety of ways. Um, we, we do have membership. We uh, have a line of publications. Um, we have a grants and scholarships program, and we have an annual event for, where our annual meeting is held called the Symposium. This year we'll be celebrating that uh, 35th anniversary for the symposium, and uh, we'll be located in Herndon, Virginia for that event. There's events, and you're sort of reaching out through memberships. There's a couple of different avenues through which you are reaching people. Are you reaching out to the people who teach kids and who work with kids, or are you reaching directly out to children themselves? Well, we really have three primary audiences within our membership. The first would be youth in leadership positions within their organizations, be that a 4-H club, a breed association, a discipline organization, or, 4-H, uh, or pony club, 
uh, National High School Rodeo, the officers of those organizations are frequently youth members within AYHC. Um, the second audience and kind of our uh, primary focus is adult volunteer leaders. Again, organizations like U.S. Pony Club and 4-H, uh, National High School Rodeo are uh, good examples where the leaders are looking for uh, information and, and training techniques for working with kids and horses. Our third category would be industry professionals, um, extension specialists, um, youth coordinators for breed associations or sports organizations uh, working with horses. People who are basically paid to do the job as right. opposed to volunteers. Okay, so you have so as you're you're reaching out to these different audiences or these different groups, you have programs that support the the uh, the work that they're involved in. Give yeah, us an example of one of those those programs. Sure, I could give you uh, a good example for the adult uh, volunteer leader. Uh, we have a book called um, the Youth Leaders Manual. And it has over 60 lesson plans in it at three different levels for uh, students that are just new to horses and beginning, the intermediate student, and an advanced student. And um, our, our focus is really on uh, health care and maintenance and safety around horses rather than riding uh, progression. Um, so our, our materials are the type of thing that you would use on a rainy day when you can't have the kids out in the arena, but you still have a barn lesson, if you would. And yeah, we used to call those non, non-mounted lessons. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we also have a text that's used broadly um, in universities called the Horse Industry Handbook. It's really an encyclopedia of uh, horse care and management, and um, 13 different areas are discussed in, in depth, and um, national contests, knowledge contests like horse bowl and hippology frequently use the horse industry handbook as a resource for preparing for those contests. We're actually going to do a hippology contest this year for the first time at our, our symposium. We call it the Horse Smarts Roundup. It's kind of a little mini uh, hippology deal with um, just the stations portion of the contest where um, the youth going through the program will identify different things at the table or station uh, and answer questions rather than, you know, including the slideshow and the uh, team session. It'll be an individual competition, and the first three places will win some cash awards. Uh, those kids would whoop our butt, Helena. <laughs> God, <laughs> definitely. How smart those kids can be. <laughs> they know a lot more Did... than we do. Uh, what, what, are, what do you guys do specifically? And this is an area that Helena and I and uh, we talk about a lot, and that's the attraction of new people into the horse world because without that and without new kids coming into the horse world, we're not going to have a horse world in another 10 or 20 years. Are, are, is there any emphasis put on by the American Youth Horse Council to bring new kids into into the world? That's a great question. Um, we just conducted a survey of um, breed associations and sport organizations working with horses of what they are doing 
to bring youth into their programs. And uh, while we kind of have a train-the-trainer type of approach in most of our programming, this survey is going to compile all the different uh, responses that we've gotten from over 100 associations and sport organizations um, and describe how the industry is currently working to attract youth to the horse industry. As our AYC doesn't have horses and uh, programs that actively put kids on horses, but our members do. Our members represent about 400,000 kids involved in organized equine activity. For how many kids? About 400,000. Holy cow. That's a few. <laughs> that's great. So you guys <laughs> are really... But you really are uh, re- the, the the America's best kept secret here, the horse world. <laughs> well, and I'm looking at the different affiliations you have between the you know the Quarter Horse Youth Council and and all the different uh, organizations you deal with, and and they, they are the the top in the, in the world of horses. Yeah, yeah, and 4-H is the biggest uh, of all those groups in terms of how many kids they right. actually work with on horses. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, some like, of us that come from the pony club side and from the English side forget that there are a ton of kids on horses in 4-H. Yeah, nearly a quarter of a million. <laughs> I mean, That's, such a huge It is a lot. Amount. It is a lot. So we now you have um, on top, so you have, okay, we've got the several programs here that are, that are going on for um, people who are working with, with the kids. You have an annual symposium as well. Who comes to that uh, symposium, and what uh, what kinds of things do they get when they go there? Well, um, it's it's a fun event, and it's a fabulous networking event. Really, is uh, in my opinion, that's its highlight. Uh, but the education that is provided is good. We start out with tours of the area um, where we're holding the event, and the event moves from one location um, to the next each year. And we try and follow a pattern of uh, in the eastern area of the United States, the central area, the western area, back to central, in that rotation. I like that. Uh, it's better than going back to the same old place over and over again year after year. Well, because we're a national organization, we want to make it as convenient as possible for the majority of our members to attend. And that's kind of the thinking behind the rotating locations. And this So, year- um... I'm guessing then that your your memberships are or your members are are fairly spread out throughout the United States, or is there one area that's more heavily um, subscribed than another? Well, we actually have more uh, representation among our members in the eastern United States than in the western United States, but actually there are more people in the eastern United States than the western United States. So um, I think... We do have a good cross-section when you look at um, uh, people involved in equestrian activities from all over the United States, and actually Alaska, Canada, and Hawaii as well. Well, and I know that you have uh, one of the... The reason I found out about you guys is I got an email about an auction that you're doing for the... Is it the whole month of October? Yes, it is, and uh, we typically partner with the National High School Rodeo Association on that auction. 
Um, and HorseCity.com is kind enough to sponsor our uh, auction. And what we do with the funds from that auction is uh, support our grants and, and scholarship program. The grants are normally geared, or first priority, I should say, is uh, the grant application uh, is seeking to support training of adult volunteer leaders to work with youth. Uh, those would be the grants. And then the scholarship is for uh, the American Youth Horse Council Youth Leader of the Year, or Student Leader of the Year, um, who is a person usually between the ages of 14 and 18, who has really done a lot in their club and community to assist in, in uh, promoting the horse industry through deeds. Well, I am actually on there. Alina, uh, you can actually, and everybody else, can find the auction items at horsecityauctions.com. And I think it's ironic that for the American Horse Youth Council, they have handmade martini glasses, <laughs> but I'm thinking, of buying that. I'm thinking of buying those for Alina because she's been uh, doing nothing but laying around because she hurt her knee. And I'm figuring <laughs> that you need some martini glasses. Uh, and uh, those are, they're only $5 right now, and they're bidding uh, on that. And there's a ton of items on here. Uh, so and you can we'll be adding items throughout the month as well. We'll have, we'll have additions to it up until pretty close to the end of the month. Okay. I see a whole bunch of things that I could use, Glenn, like, starting with those martini glasses. The um, the professional choice sports medicine I boots, those are the boots I have for uh, for pie, and I love them. I don't need another pair, but anybody else who's listening, you should go because these are the best boots ever. They're only ever. at $22. That's a real savings for those babies. Well, if yep. they stay, that's the current bid. You know, yeah. we want The idea, Glenn, is to get <laughs> the bids up. Oh, <laughs> to keep them down so I can buy them? Well, that's your own personal agenda, and we're just not going to go there. You have scary things going on in your own personal agenda. <laughs> so, so if people go on to this um, horsecityauctions.com and they, they bid and they win an item, the, the money that they pay goes to benefit the American Youth Horse Council. Yes? And the, and the National High School Rodeo Association okay. as well. And okay. the items will list whose items they are. Uh, so you'll know exactly where the funds are going. And, and they do support our grants and scholarships program, as uh, is also the case with the National High School Rodeo Association. I want to give props pretty- out to the uh, horsecity.com people, too, and say hello to them. They're good friends of ours. They carry our shows. Um, and we work, we work with them on, on some projects as well. So we're glad that, uh, we, that they're doing this for you. And they have the ability to do auctions, which is kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, it's a great organization, and they're very supportive of the youth horse industry. They are real interested in seeing kids having fun with horses. Well, that's great. I appreciate you being on with us. That's the American Youth Horse Council. You can find their website at ayhc.com, or just, just Google American Youth Horse Council, and it'll be right there at the top. But we'll put a link in our show notes and over on Facebook, too, to horsecityauctions.com, where you'll find the items that are for sale we, we ask you to go out and help support the kids and uh buy something cool for yourself too did i miss anything that sounds great no i, I did good super. all right you did good <laughs> you done good all right and i uh thank you jill we appreciate you being on with us it's my pleasure thank you for having me and boy you you can relate to every topic we have about children right now because 
You've got a children. I, I've got a children? Yeah, I just I said that to be funny. Oh, uh, okay. yes, I've, I've got a children. Um, <clears throat> yes, and I would hope that the, uh, the men and women who are involved in her horse education will take advantage of the resources that the American Youth Horse Council ha- provide. And, you know, they are a secret. I, I wish that they were not. But, um, you know, I think for anybody who's one of my favorite organizations is the American Riding Instructors Association and um, ARIA, A-R-I-A. And I love the fact that they are a resource for riding instructors. This is a slightly different resource compatible with with that one. And um, I would love for uh, anybody who's teaching kids or or serving in a leadership role with children and horses to take advantage of these resources. It's, It's a great I think it's a great effort. Terrific. Well, let's get to your, I'm excited to hear because this sort of, you know, it almost seems like we had a theme for today's show. We actually planned it in advance. <laughs> Anybody that's listened to this show for long enough knows that ain't that. Ain't no, no, sure. We still don't know. We're halfway through the show and we still don't know what we're going to talk about. That's right. But no, you do have a neat uh, thing you want to talk about for the Tack and Habit segment. So let's get into Tack and Habit. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find them online at kppusa.com. And I want to talk a little bit about um, one of their products that I'm using on my horse pie, and it's called Contribute. It's an omega-3 fatty acid supplement, and it's great for for all horses. Um, The reason that I'm using it is uh, for overall uh, immune system, uh, nervous system, basically just an overall healthy alternative essentially to corn oil um the i have a gallon jug and it's it's um (laughs) it's oily and it smells kind of like cherries it smells really really good it's 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 oily but it smells good and um i feed my horse one ounce a day and i put it right over his grain this is for pie now i have to give him a handful of grain in order to to give him the the contribute and uh, the first day he tried it he, <laughs> he loved the smell so he dove right into it to eat it but the oiliness was new to him it was a new texture and he was shaking his head and licking his lips he didn't know what to do but then he'd dive back into his bowl to eat some more and then you could see it on his face he'd be like what is this stuff in my mouth it feels so funny and of course all it took was one feeding and now he looks forward to getting his little contribute treat every day but part of the reason why i decided to start him on this supplement was because he's an itchy horse and uh pie tends to um you need to clean his sheath pretty often it gets kind of gunky and so he's just one of those guys who it's he really needs a good dose of omega-3 fatty acids and you know just to help to keep his skin calm and his nervous system calm and all that stuff. So he's been on it about uh, about a week now, and I I haven't seen too much of an effect. I'm going to give him another couple yeah, of weeks before the, he actually. Yeah, those kind of things they'd say three weeks usually before you yeah. start seeing the results. And you know the other thing that uh, the uh, omega threes do is they really help the joints too. Um, yes, they protect the joints from inflammation and and uh, really help uh, immune response as well. So. They just, they do so much. And, you know, some people complain that like, um, 
KPP uses a combination of, or they use both marine and plant sources for their omega-3s. And some people say that their horses don't like the marine, which is, you know, fish oil. But the fish oil happens to be one of the more bioavailable types of omega-3s. And I'll tell you, Kentucky Performance Products does a great job of making it palatable because pie is a very picky eater. And um, he doesn't even like watermelon. Okay? Like watermelon. Zeke, Zeke can hear a watermelon coming a half a mile away. Really? Do they eat <laughs> yeah. the rind or just the watermelon part? I've never given them the rinds. I've just given them the... Um, wait, I... No, I'm wrong. I have given him the rinds. Yes. Zeke will eat the watermelon part and the rind. Pu- Zeke will eat pumpkins. Really? All the pumpkins. Yes. Pie will not touch it. He won't... Great. You know, whatever I bring out there as a treat, Pie will say, no, unless it's a carrot or an apple. Isn't that funny? So, because Beaker won't eat carrots and a- apples. He just doesn't eat any uh, uh, fruits. <laughs> just, well, yeah, not it just interested. goes to show you they're, they're individuals, yeah. you know. So, um, but the good news is that he has absolutely no qualms about uh, digging into his Contribute supplement. So, good job, Kentucky Performance Products. All right, and that's found at kppusa.com. What you got for us this week? All right, we've got some more good stuff. Um, I think I called some, I, I think I, I made reference to uh, some eco heads <laughs> a couple of weeks ago in one of our shows. That's my term of endearment for people who care about the environment and the footprint that they leave upon the earth. Um, so, yes, it is a term of endearment. And I'm reading a book that your wife was kind enough to send me. It's called Eco Horsekeeping Over 100 Budget Friendly Ways You and Your Horse Can Save the Planet. And it's a paperback book. Um, I'd say it's probably about 150 pages long. And um, yeah, it's very... Before you go much further, is one of the ways how to get them to stop pooping? No. Oh. I know. Darn. I know. I know. If I could get them to poop pasture seed, that would be perfect. But pretty close. This book does tell you how to make the most out of all that poop. They have a great, great chapter on composting manure, what to do with it, and... Um, you know, whether you're the nice thing is they address you if you are a small farm, they give you options for small farm, uh, you know, one to five horses or large farms, which is really nice. So I think that kind of covers the gamut. Well, you know, we joke um, about that, but getting, array, uh, getting rid of your manure is one of the biggest pains when you own a farm. It's a, a huge one. I mean, <laughs> literally, Either it's expensive a huge... or, you know, or it's just a, a, a logistical nightmare the way your farm is set up. It, it exactly, and you know, not everybody has the benefit of planning their farm before they build it. You either buy a piece of property and things are already the way they are. If you live in or, New England, that's the way it is because there ain't nothing they have much. other than something that's already there. Right, but you know what? The other thing is the good thing about manure piles is you can you can pretty much pick your spot as long as it's not right near the barn or next to the road. <laughs> Well, yeah, or next to the road, sure. Oh, the neighbors might complain, but what I'd put, <laughs> what, who cares about you the You know neighbors? what? One time we started, uh, when we had our big farm, about 100 acres, um, we, it was the time when we, we could get paper from a printer. They cut off the little strips and the edges, and they had piles, I mean truckloads, of these little edges of strips of paper. 
and it made terrific bedding. But when we spread it in the fields, it would biodegrade, and you know, in a, in a matter of a couple of weeks, you wouldn't even see it anymore. But when we spread it in the fields, some of the dry stuff would blow into the neighbors' yards, and that only lasted about a month before they were really pissed at us. So. Yeah, that that is one of the downsides of paper. I am desperately seeking uh, somebody, a, a distributor of uh, paper for stall bedding. I know they're out there, shredded paper people, <laughs> shredded paper people. Um, and so I'm desperately trying to find it because we really do need a dust-free or a low-dust bedding that composts that breaks down quickly. Um, we have enough space where if it blows, it's really not going to bother anybody. Yeah. But anyway, this book, it, one of the things that it does talk about are composting methods, how, you know, how high you should make your pile. You know, like a, a manure pile can compost. It only needs to be for maybe three to four feet high in order for it to, uh, to start composting. And um, it tells you when to cover it, what to cover it with, and, uh, you know, really just all these little tips. So that's just manure. What do you do with your manure? But then it gives you ideas on how to save energy, how to cut back on electricity, um, what kinds of things you can do to heat your water buckets with solar energy. Uh, obviously, we use for our electric fencing, we use solar-powered chargers, which are you know, more expensive when you purchase them up front, but the amount of money that they save you in electricity, you can earn that, that extra amount that you spend on the device. You can earn that back in, I would say three months. It's it's in savings in electricity. They have, um, how to be a greener rider, you know, what kind of clothing to buy, um, how to make your truck and trailer as fuel efficient as possible, which we like. So it's a really it's a it's a great book and it's so well organized and you, you can sort of put it at your bedside and pick it up each night and and um, process a chapter. Do you know you, you can take a chapter with you and apply it to your everyday life and then maybe a week easy? later you pick it up. Helene, is it easy if you if you're looking for one particular thing to find it and go to it and? Yes. Okay. Yes, there's an easy index in the back. So if you're looking for something very particular, um, the index will help you. But then the chapters are categorized by, you know, let's just, for example, let's just say you want to get rid of your uh, your manure. Or if you want to save energy. Um, even, like, examining product labels for horsekeeping products, shampoos and conditioners, uh, you know. Huh. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I give my horses a bath, they're, <laughs> you know, all your, everything that you put down the drain goes into the ground. And, um, you know, unless you live in a city that has public sewers, um, most of us who live out in the country or rural areas have wells and septic systems. And then our horses eat the grass that grow (laughs) on that land, which is infiltrated by what comes out of our septic systems. So you want to keep it as green as possible. And it looks like it's available at Amazon for only sixteen ninety five. It's not bad at all. I really, you know, I didn't think I was going to love this book, but it's really starting to. Uh, I'm really starting to groove on it. All it's right, by so. Lu. I did. I should not oh, yeah, should forget say. to mention this. Yeah, uh, Lucinda Dyer, and she actually wrote another book called Back to Work, and um, she. Uh, and I know is, nothing about her. <laughs> this is put out by our friends at Trafalgar Square Books. So we appreciate them uh, <clears throat> them sending it over for you to review. So out of uh, five flakes on a, in a bale, what does it get? I would say this is a three and a half flaker. Three and a half flakes. 
Okay, good. And it's called Eco Horsekeeping Over 100 Budget Friendly Ways. You and your horse can save the planet. As we said, it's a paperback and it has a cool cover. And it is available on Amazon as well as a number of other places. I'm looking here at Google, and you can find it anywhere. But I want to remind everybody, if you're going to buy it at Amazon, just go to our website first. Click on the Amazon link on the left side of the page. It'll take you to Amazon, and then we get a little bit of a, uh, a reward if you go through our website first. And we would appreciate you helping support the Stable Scoop radio show that way. Thank you, Helena. That was great. You're welcome. So is this book. Good pick. Thank you. Well, that about wraps it up for today. Believe it or not, another hour is just over. It's done. Done. Ta-da! And we survived, although our listeners <laughs> might not be so lucky. Well, I'm going to read the thing at the bottom exactly like it's written so I don't lose, so I don't get, you didn't get mad at me again this okay. week. Okay, all right. Be on your mark, it's sure to log up. on next Friday for another episode of Stable Scoop where we talk about something that we have no idea about at this point. Right. We will know next week. For details about today's show, go to stablescoop.com where you will find links, photos, and more information about today's guests and product picks. As always, we love your feedback, so please follow us on Facebook under Stable Scoop. You can find me under Helena B-E-E. We also tweet, and you are I still don't know what to call our, what do you call a Twitter tweet name? Oh, ID? I don't know if they call it. I don't know what they call it. It's our, uh, well, you, our Twitter name. You, our Twitter name. Our Twitter name is Horse Radio. That's correct. And many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections, Uncle Jimmy's Brand Products, and KPPUSA.com, Kentucky Performance Products. Be sure to visit all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. You can hear Jamie and I live every morning, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. at horsesinthemorning.com. Well, Helena... That's it for this week, and we did it exactly as written and didn't screw it up at all. Except well, for that part, because that wasn't written. <laughs> you have to ad-lib something, don't you? I think that was plenty, but there will be more next week. <laughs>